Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists of the regenerative movement. People who are committed to and showcase qualities of planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderlei. I'm committed to a world that allows people from all walks of life to thrive. I'm your host and creator of the Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And in today's episode, I have my guest, Nicoletta Carpignano with me. Welcome, Nicoletta. AKA Nico de Transylvania. She's a DJ and a musician. She's also the founder of Forests Without Frontiers, protecting forests and planting trees with the help of music and arts. Forests Without Frontiers is a nonprofit dedicating to planting trees and reforesting degraded landscapes with support from a network of artists and musicians, as well as businesses and individuals working to become carbon positive. Nico is a Romanian UK based DJ and producer who grew up in the forests of Transylvania. In the first years of Forest Without Frontiers, they planted over 25,000 trees, and the aim is to plant 1 million trees in the Carpathian Mountains and beyond by 2025. The specific mission is to only plant native biodiverse species grown locally and cared for until maturity in legally protected areas adjacent to existing natural forests. So I'm really excited for another conversation about trees, the forests, replanting, regrowing. Here we are. Welcome, welcome, Nico. Thank you for inviting me, Julian. Julian, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you're doing it right. Julian is the German version. Julian, Julian works when we speak in English. I'm glad to have you here and hear a lot more about Forests Without Frontiers. Like, you know, there are so many different forest initiatives now, but rarely do I see such a beautiful link between the arts, music, and planting. And then also the, you know, I shared it in the intro, the the native and biodiverse aspect of planting trees and and so maybe just let's backtrack a little bit nicoletta and and let me let me and all all the listeners understand like how did you start forest without frontiers and what's your core mission and vision there yes yeah, so i i started forest of frontiers as a vision in 2018 after i recorded my album and produced my album in the mountains of Transylvania, I went to record these musicians that live inside the forests. And um, their stories about deforestation were extremely heartbreaking. And I already knew about the situation of protection, the virgin forest in Romania and how hard it was to do that. So I've decided to launch an initiative which planted trees on land that was protected so in that way it felt like at least the trees that we plant will be protected so i donated all the uh, all, all the money that i got from my album and um it wasn't actually that easy when when i had this vision i thought great we're gonna plant trees we're gonna raise money that's brilliant but then to actually find land that is protected and to plant trees that actually survive till maturity for future generations, which was my idea, it was to plant trees. So then mm -hmm. my son has an opportunity to walk through forests like I did when I was a child. And um, that was quite hard to do. So it, I had to do quite a lot of research, but luckily uh, I had quite a lot of experience in conservation in Romania because I, I worked on a trilogy documentary, which was called Wild Carpathia. And because of that, I managed to meet a lot of people on the ground in Romania that were doing great work. So I had quite a wide knowledge 
about the subject matter and I, I knew where to go. So I found uh, an amazing um, foundation that is based in Romania and they just purchased a lot of land that was deforested. So we signed a contract. Number one thing in the contract was that we plant trees and the trees won't be, able, they, won't, they will never be cut down because that was actually the hardest thing was to get land, to get access to land that, um, that is protected. And um, in that way, we also managed to employ a lot of the local people through the foundation, which is what I always wanted was to give uh, opportunities to people that live in Romania to mm -hmm. plant the trees, look after the trees. And um, also we, we work with a lot of people on the ground that do all the ecological studies, you know, all the scientists. And in that way, we managed to bring everybody together and I, what I wanted was to plant trees really quickly and to plant trees really quickly. It's, I find in the best ways is to work with partners that already have done quite a lot of research and they know how to plant the trees and ideally they have the access to the land that can be protected. So that, that is kind of the model that I came up with. And, um, Obviously, being a musician and a DJ and an artist, I did a lot of cultural events and music events, and I invited a lot of artists from around the world during the lockdown to DJ with me to help raise money to plant trees, and um, we managed to do it. So as a concept, it, it seemed to work really well, and um, now it's just growing bigger and bigger. Yeah, beautiful. I love, I love that. that helps. Yeah, absolutely. I love, you know, the, the theme of bringing nature back to life, but then also bringing people back to nature, which I think, you know, is, is a core piece to the mission of planting. You know, if you know, the, the, the rough number that's been floating out there is like a trillion trees in so many different areas. And so in reality, we don't need one person to plant a trillion trees, but many organizations just like yours and Forest Without Frontiers to go into local and specific areas and understand the ecosystem and the biodiversity that's present, but then also bringing people back to nature. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to hear how, the, how, that, how that is going and how the receptivity of you know, um, local people on the ground is and, 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 and that entire piece of bringing art and people back to nature. Yes, well, um, it's all developing, of course, but it's developing really beautifully in the way that I went to Romania this summer. I was actually interviewed for a um, mainstream magazine to talk exactly about this subject matter, which was great because that really shows me that people are more and more interested in how can they protect forests and they're more aware of the situation of the forests in the world. So whilst I was in Romania for this interview, I managed to go and see all the saplings that we planted and meet the, see some of the locals that we employed as well as see some of the elders that live in the village next to our plantation that we um, launched in the springtime an emergency appeal to raise funds for um, providing food boxes for the 51 elders that live in a village nearby. So that was the idea of how can we look after the communities as well, because for me, to look after the forest, that's intrinsically linked to looking after the communities that live outside the forest. So one, one, one of the ways was obviously offering jobs to people. So instead of having, so if you can imagine, there are a lot of people that get jobs to cut the trees 
and a lot of people get these jobs because they don't have access to other jobs but if you substitute those with planting trees maintaining trees you know growing trees and then they you suddenly uh, offer them a completely different um job spec you know it's like okay so now you can actually do this so we met some of um the young man that planted the trees in november and i went to see them this summer and uh, it was really nice that they actually there was enough work for them to continue doing this and and the idea is to offer more and more jobs and employ more and more people and this is the vision of the people that we work with because obviously they are the ones who are implementing and they do all of this ground work we're just helping with funding and resources and awareness and all of it and um the other element of it is looking after the elders of of the village because they are the ones who carry the wisdom yes and um, they have a certain wisdom about how to look after the land that I feel is truly precious to definitely to our project and I feel in the world is, is really important. So we wanted to look after them during uh, COVID with the food boxes because they are the most, the most vulnerable. And when I went this summer, um, I went to see some of them and uh, one of them, it's um, an amazing singer. And she sang for me in her backyard, in her orchard. You know, she said, you have to let me sing to you with the trees. And this is how whole forest with our frontiers came to life, you know, with a musician that sang for me inside the forest. So I went to um, record her and film her. And um, she was just so amazing. And her stories about connection with nature, really, really touching. Mm. So, um, that was one element, you know, that is very tangible. Yeah, were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm just really curious. I mean, don't forget where you were about to go. I'm, I'm just really curious to understand because, you know, that part of Romania, if we look at Europe as a, a, a big map, I think is, is one of the wildest parts within Europe still, right? Like this is where, you know, um, I think there's still wolves, possibly even bears, right? There's, there's just a biodiversity and a treasure both in nature well natural world or not the natural landscape but also in the human landscape that goes with it and so i'm really curious about that time you got to spend with with elders in the village because often that's the overlooked part when we talk about trees is like oh let's just plant a bunch of trees and it will offset the carbon footprint but really the relationships and the deeper running cultural streams that, that you're starting to talk about here it's it's that exciting actually because it's that vital and it's what um, kind of dies out with our Western way of living um, if, we don't, if we don't take care. So. Yes, I totally agree with you. And I'm really glad that you, you understand the vision. And this is why I've been working very hard towards um, linking up all these elements. So for me, when, 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 we, when I, I think about the forest, I think about it as an ecosystem, you know, everything is important in the forest. So it's not just the trees, it's the wildlife, it's the beetles, the bees, the bears, the, all, all of that. And then you go further, of course, the water is a really important element and we have a river going through near the plantation, you know, and all of that. Um, and then you, you think about the village nearby and you think about who lives in the village because at the end of the day, these people are the ones that are the main guardians of the forest. It's not me from England or you from where you are right now, because what we can do, we can send them the money to help them do their work and to help them continue 
protecting these trees, growing these trees. So um, I feel that's really important. The indigenous knowledge, I was, I'm very lucky because I spent my childhood with my grandma next to forest. So this is how my, starts, my, my story starts, really starts with this little girl um, living, you know, in a little house with grandma and all my cousins and uncles and so on, where my mom and dad were working. And we lived right next to the forest. She was self-sufficient. She had no electricity. She knew everything that grows everywhere, you know? So I'm brought up with that. And that is kind of ended up being impregnated almost in my, in my psyche, in my being. I didn't realize that till later on when I became an adult. So um, the reason why I'm saying this, because it's funnily enough how I ended up recording the musicians in the forest for my album. So these elders, they're featured on my album. And you have like a 90 year old lady that sings and these beautiful words. And um, this is the knowledge that I, I really hope and I intend to preserve because I feel like it's really important is to bridge the young generation with the elders, you know, with the older generation. You hear, yeah. You know, and pass over the information to them. Otherwise, this bridging gets broken. And um, that is a problem. And as you said, the Western culture, I, I feel like the elders, they're not really properly appreciated and, um, you know, looked after properly in, in our society. But back in the forest, they are usually, usually, except lots of people now are going, you know, to make money in the cities. So we, we are very much so committed to preserving that as much as possible, all this knowledge, and they have lots of information, um, not to mention self-sufficiency, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing if you learn how to live close to the land. Um, yeah. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, um, I, I love, I love already what you're sharing. And I think this is a very unique way to talk about the forest and, and planting and planting without frontiers in that sense is to embrace and understand the local, the indigeneity of the land itself, the culture on the land, right? Because we, and we said that a few minutes ago, it's what's often being overlooked that when we, and I'm going to say we as a Western society or the colonial mindset that, you know, we're, we're just kind of at the brink of understanding how much this colonial mindset has kind of taken over everywhere, right? It's part of the big picture of globalization and it's the, the, the big but obvious and visible shadow of it. Taking over, cutting some trees, that's one thing and it has um, in some ways horrendous consequences, but the culture and the cultural connection of the people to their land, I think now we're really at the topic and it's, it's really also the big question how our generation and us, you know, those of us who believe that we can actually make this a regenerative decade and a decade where simply because we must um, mm. recover our ecological footprint to turn into a, a graceful footprint. I think the most important piece to it is as we're achieving this, what is the culture that we're setting up? How are we honoring the ancestors and the, the culture that has been lived on the lands for thousands of years? And so, yeah, I, I, I want to acknowledge you for, you know, going back to you, your homeland and, and finding those roots and, and reconnecting them, as you said, to your childhood where you were literally walking the forest yourself. Maybe let me ask you uh, another question there, there, Nicoletta, and that's about your own attitude of optimism so you know a lot of these these topics and and i i'm sure people listening are aware of this 
it's a lot of hard work actually to jump through these hoops to get money secured for planting forests for getting people energized and and you know just like hopeful and 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 inspired to do so so my question for you is what do you do or how do you find this optimism that this is the mission that that's the inner calling that that's the vision to follow uh, it's, a, it's a good question um although that you kind of asked me a couple of questions within that question um i will how, how i keep my optimism um i would I think I've always been a slightly optimistic person. I think it's one of the things that helped me survive through communism. And I was just discussing this today with a, with a, with a member of my team. And I was just saying that when I was young, I was told a lot that I can't do things. A lot of this, especially because of uh, the, the communist culture was very much so about not allowing people to shine, you know, like bringing people down, like you have to like stick to this vision. This is the way and that's it. And I've been always quite forward thinking. So I think I rebelled against that. And uh, I just decided that for me, what suits me the most is to, instead, when people tell me that there's something I can't do or something is really hard, I like to focus more on solutions. And I'm trying to thinking, okay, well, that is really hard. I acknowledge that's hard, but instead of you telling me I can't do it, let me find ways how I can do it. So first of all, this is how I function as a person. Um, and I think that allows me to find a lot of solutions very creatively. And the, other, the other thing is my spiritual practice um, and my connection with nature and the fact that I have a son that's 16 and I can't, I can't not be optimistic because you know he, this is like his future. I have to, I have to remain optimistic to be able to find positive solutions you know so um these are some of the the basic things how do i know that this is the mission um well as you know i've been djing for a very long time been traveling the world i used to do a lot of gigs and a few a couple of years back two or three years ago i just really realized that it was just completely not fulfilling me it was i just woke up one morning after a, a dj set somewhere which was really fancy and lovely setting and all of that but something was missing i just felt really empty and um i went to dj in india for the india biennale and it was a really beautiful gig and was really connected and whilst i was there i went and did a, a retreat and i went to spend some time on my own and i just felt really strongly i already had the vision about forest up frontiers i just started making my album and i just asked for guidance really for support with the with the mission and i thought well if this is the mission of planting trees may i get support with it so actually that's how we kind of started in a way all i wanted to do i knew very i mean after playing the music i realized that actually the environment was really important to me I knew what was happening with the forests back home. And it was a bit like, it's almost like the forests from my childhood were calling me. That's how it felt like. It was almost like they were saying, okay, but what are you doing for us? Mm. And um, yeah, I just, I, just, I just basically decided that the environment is most important right now. But I didn't want to give up my artistic career because I love music and I believe that it's one of the most powerful ways of bringing people together you know events music that sense of belonging and unity totally. which is why my record label is called Musica Without Frontiers and it was my record label that launched for us Without Frontiers mm -hmm. before 
set up its own accord. And um, also, I really wanted to do something for, for the community. So I thought, okay, well, let's combine it all together. I know it's the mission because I, can, I, I, I went to see the trees. I went to see the elders. I, I can see the um, positivity that comes from people when, when they know that they can help. Because that was the idea also with Forest Up Frontiers to, to, to keep the, the prices very low per tree. So giving people a, a tangible, something tangible they can do, you know, it's like, okay, yes, the environment is in crisis. Like the mm. whole situation is not great, but how, what can we do? So again, this yeah, is my view of optimism, you know? Yeah, no, I love it. And the great, thank you for, you know, tracing back the multiple questions I asked you about, mm. you know, how you found that that is the mission and the vision. And, and I think you mentioned something super important there, Nicoletta, which is it's not either or, right? It's like, how can you combine your artistic gift and the, the desire to make music and the joy of sharing music with people with the ecological, um, yeah, the mission that is really like, it's, it's our mission on this planet right now. I think for everyone who's been waiting until now, it's, you know, it's obviously like, um, five minutes before midnight and at, at midnight it's kind of the, the, the judgment call kind of moment and so there's a lot of work to do there's a lot of work to do to bring healthy biodiversity you know back to the planet and to clean the waters and so I think often people stumble over this either or kind of polarity yeah. but really the the pathway is to combine our efforts combine our abilities combine our gifts combine our desires also and with that, I, I also found it curious that you said you woke up in quite a fancy place one day and you realized like that can't be it, right? So at the same time, only going after the, the mission of artistic expression or like um, putting oneself out there into full expression and, and possibly even like, you know, full expression of both the spirit within us, but also our personality to a degree that's, that's not it. And many, many people pop out at that end where they're like, well, now I've done this to, you know, celebrate what's coming through me for a few years, but really there's a collective legacy piece that's missing. And so that brings us back to the forest. It brings us back to the ecology and, and to our shared, shared mission on the planet. I totally agree with you. And um, there's, there's another thing that I think is quite important is our ancestors, you know, that have worked very hard for us to be here many ways you know there's I, I i feel connect i feel connected to my ancestors basically so um i believe that we get support you know if we ask for support from all sorts of different places you know um the planet really needs us actually we need the planet but if for us to survive we need to look after our planet so what i'm saying, i like it yeah <laughs> you know so what i'm saying is that if if you really, really want to help and you decide that this is the mission, you're in service, and if you ask for support, it comes from all sorts of different places. And I would always encourage people to not be scared to ask for support. And I'm saying this to, my, I'm saying this to myself because I know that I'm, I've never been a great one to ask for support, but I've learned how to. And um, this is how I managed to bring this to life. Um, and from an artistic point of view, I, all my brothers and sisters in the artistic world who I know how much they care about the environment and they care about so many things. 
But it was like when I decided to plant trees, I didn't know who to plant them with and I didn't know who to trust. And I, I know that you give money in certain places and it doesn't always go there. And I've seen many, many projects. So I had to go and do the research. I had to go and do all this work. So in this way, I, I, I know that these trees are protected. I know they are planted. I know they're looked after. You know, I can go and see them. Anybody can go and see them. I know how much it costs. I know everything, you know. So I had to do all this extra work because in this way, there are lots of artists actually joined and we have a lot of artist ambassadors. They also know that I've done my thorough research and they know that I'm extremely thorough with this. And, um, you know, so it's really nice to have somebody to trust to say, okay, well, I, I am actually going to raise money for this. But not every artist has this opportunity, and um, and I understand that. Also, I'm really grateful that I did all this research work for like the last 15 years in Romania on the ground, so I kind of knew where to go. Um, but if I would go somewhere in Africa, I wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Is why I'll, I'll I'll talk to you about the bigger vision for Forest Frontiers, really how is partnering up. So what I'm doing, I'm setting up something in Europe that I would like to think that it's very high level of reforestation. Obviously, we work with partners and that's how we will always, I'm, I won't say always, but at the moment, definitely for the next few years, that is how we're going to work because I know how, how hard it is to purchase land, to protect it, legislation, you know, infrastructure, I understand all of this. So really the goal was let's plant loads of trees really fast in a really good way. So this is how we're doing it. So we do this here, but then you know, we'll partner up with somebody else that does it, does it somewhere else. The idea is that they're doing a similar level. And um, that is really what I think it's really important for the whole reforestation project worldwide is that if, you do, if we do them, let's, let's do them properly. Let's work together. And um, it's almost like, um, you know, there's a word for it that doesn't come to me, but you know, when somebody keeps an eye on you and it keeps checks, it keeps, mm. keeps a check on you. Like an accountability partner. Exactly. So yeah. we, we keep a check on each other to make yeah. sure that, you know. Well, that are... is one of the most important pieces right now is to understand who are our mutual allies, people that are on similar missions in different ways and understanding yeah. how we can, you know, possibly despite slightly different visions or slightly different ways of operating, how we can you know, really get stronger at working together or working in parallel so that there's like this joint um, ability to attract partners, to attract funds, to attract, you know, just, just uh, to build this massive momentum and many meaningful moments that, that, are, that are needed to create change on the planet. I have another question there for you, Nicoletta, and that's kind of, you know, <laughs> different context, but ultimately I feel like there's a connection to it. And so I love asking this question and it, I know you're a mother and it also, you know, you talked about, you know, generations and elders and, and children. And so my question for you is if you could single-handedly or with a group of experts change the education system, what would you do? Well, of course I'll bring them back to nature. <laughs> like, let's start from there. I would uh, bring them back to nature. I will definitely have some elders around them as well. You know, some cool elders that, um, I really walking their talk, you know, and you feel that within people, you feel the purity between, within people, you know, when you talk to them, you just know, and I've met a few of these elders, there are a few of them out there. Um, and 
obviously there's a there's a lot of different different ideas i could come up with but i definitely feel the nature bringing people back to nature is really 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 important and also not just you know delivering a lot of information a lot of facts don't do that to the kids get them to connect with with the land get them to, mm. to be creative um i would love to see more joy more celebration in in the educational system but also worldwide which is why i do the music and the arts and the events because i think let's let's come together make it fun because then it's more engaging you are going to learn more and you are going to get one you're going to want to get involved more in doing good things mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would love to see planting trees, looking after trees, and not only connection with nature, being in, in nature, like a very cool, hip, trendy thing to do for the kids, which is what I'm trying to do with my son. You know, he's like, it's cool to plant trees. It's cool to look after one. You know, you can adopt your own. You know, you can go and play for the trees. I don't know. There's so many different ways. Um, Beautiful. I would, love, I would love to see more fun, you know? More yeah, yeah, yeah more like you know we're not meant to just beat ourselves up and yes we really destroy the environment that is true and not a lot of us are not aware of it and we're not conscious of it but it's just our lifestyle it's the way we've been brought up in cities so let's let's instead of shaming people let's let's give them solutions let's find creative ways let's let's bring celebration back into our lives as well I know there's a lot of a lot of sadness, a lot of negativity, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety out there as well. I'm very conscious of it. And this is one of the many reasons why, you know, Green Planet, Blue Planet came to be the way it is. Because for me, like years and years ago, I was so frustrated with the narrative around our destruction of ecology and the ecosystems, because the narrative is so uh, doom heavy. But really, uh, it, it, it requires some kind of bloom focus. So we're focused on how we can bloom our, you know, biodiversity and ecosystems again, and how we can as humans, you know, not just come together to party and celebrate. And definitely there is a bit of that that we all enjoy, but to come together to, you know, be, be okay with difficult topics and find solutions to them that maybe aren't um, end all solutions. You know, they're like the silver bullet uh, is, is, is quite an interesting illusion that the one golden ticket or the one pill that solves it all it's it's probably going to be a lot more complex and it's going to be a lot different to plant trees in a sustainable way in Romania than to do it in maybe Uganda or to do it in in you know Taiwan Um, but but really only when we come together that's possible so thank you so much for that answer I think it's really true and very a very real point um Um, it's got to be fun yeah it's true and actually I was going to add something on this because you probably know I'm also a yoga teacher. I have been for 21 years. So um, I, 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 that's, that's an amazing part of my career in a way. I love teaching yoga. I don't have as much time to teach now, but I used to teach for ages. But one of the things that I've learned from all my yoga career and all this, and one of the things I love about, one of the things I love about it, and I'm so grateful that I started yoga when I was 18, and I think it's one of the ways I kept myself sane and healthy. It's um, this it really allows you to feel first-handedly the connection because, you know, yoga means unity and uh, it means unity with mind, body, and spirit, but also the connection with everything. Yeah. So um, that was one thing when you asked me about optimism, actually that helps with my meditation practice. But the reason why I'm saying this, because I work with the concept of without frontiers and the 
idea and this in education and children you know talking about children education and what brings us together it's I feel one of the biggest problems we have is this illusion of separation obviously when you do yoga regularly meditate you realize that we are not separate that we are all connected um, and this is what I would like love us to to become more and more conscious of and nature connects us all when you are in the forest here or where you are in Romania, actually the nature, it's all connected. The trees are connected as, as a lot of us know. And um, that keeps us really connected as well. You know, so we connect through nature, but also as humanity and as we are all connected and that, you know, Tishna Ha talks a lot, talked a lot about uh, interbeing. And that, I love that term. Um, to the point I'm going to call my new album is called that and um, this idea that we are all we all need each other you know we can't you can't be one without the other so I feel like that the more we work for this illusion you know to break this illusion of separation and the more we spend time in nature the the, the better we are going to be in serving in this this mission this global mix, mission that we are uh, a lot of us are joining this global mission of regenerating our planet and obviously regenerating mm -hmm. our communities is part of it. I have a follow-up question to that because I love where you just went with, with separation and the illusion of separation and then the yoga, the union, the oneness that when we practice it in, in a myriad of ways, if that's contemplation or prayer or gratitude or meditation or, or actual yoga asana, um, it, it, we come back to this. So I have a question that's maybe a little uncomfortable at first, but what do you reckon what's your personal perspective on the big picture of trash or garbage in the world um just uh, what, what, a little bit more specifically are you talking about physical trash or are you talking about plastic are we talking about uh, great, great great way to you know get specific i think i'm talking about the big picture of trash and personally for me i think um one of the reasons why i just thought of this question is that trash is in itself an illusion like there is no throwing away right like there is no separation everything from plastic to any other form of physical trash ultimately is not really trash it's just in a next stage of its cycle and so i think this is one of the the reasons why we have such a big problem with um you know consolidating the 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 amount of trash that we've or, or garbage that we've created um i'd just love to hear some of your thoughts about it because you just talked about unity or union so beautifully and then you know when we when we bring in a real world topic like let's say plastics or pollution or um or trash and garbage sometimes it gets a little harder to come back to this unity but it's still actually it's connected to the way we live right yeah totally um you're going really deep here i love it you, you like to challenge me <laughs> Didn't I expect that question? But um, what, what, I could, what I can tell you on this is I can give you an example. Um, an example, and this is what makes me think of when you when you talk about this, of how my grandma used to live next to the forest, talking about trash. Uh, there was hardly any trash, by the way. Everything was recycled. The plastic bottles were reused. The glass bottles, everything was recycled. So um, when when we talk about this, I think what's really important is that we find solutions on how to reuse things. So yeah, of course, recycling is really important, but 
these people, you know, because I'm not just talking just these people, it was my grandma, but there was a little community living next to the forest. I hardly ever saw trash. And, you know, even like the trousers, they get re-sewn or they will be mm -hmm. made something else. It was used to, I remember when a towel was too old, it was put in lots of tiny little bits and then you will tie the, um, the bean, you know, to the fence so the bean grows, you know, everything, absolutely everything was reused, not to mention, you know, the seeds and all of this stuff. So that's why we don't need the chemicals, which destroys our environment, because actually there's a lot of natural nutrients, you know, that you can use instead of that. And um, so for me, the, the, the answer to that is trying to find ways on how we can live most harmoniously in harmony how can we live in harmony with the environment so uh, whatever we create instead you know instead of just throwing it away how can we recycle it and there's a lot of different initiatives around the world and um i i just i all i know is that i can all i can do is do what i can mm -hmm. and it always starts from the individual and i've always bought organic food, recycled, um, you know, um, lots of, lots of recycled clothes, for example, cause I love dresses. So a lot of vintage clothes. Um, and I, I try not to use plastic. I'm, I'm not a saint. And obviously sometimes you end up in certain situations in certain countries, there's no other option. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is a problem, but I just think reuse recycle is, is definitely really important and it can be done because I've, I've witnessed it as a child. That's so interesting. And I love that you went back to your childhood and the anecdotes of how, you know, the village you grew up in, how, how that happened. Because I think that's a very important part of all the, the, the progress we're making in terms of technology and, you know, con consumer goods and all that. Um, we'll have to rethink the end of life part of the cycle because it's not really end of life ever, right? We're always in this, in this, in this cycle. And like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not a saint in that sense either because we live in 2020 where, you know, inevitably there will be some plastic or some trash or some garbage that we produce. And I think it's much more important to really go deep on this topic rather than having a few people that do, let's say, zero, zero waste effectively and then 7 billion people that, that can't because it's, it's just not where we're at yet. So it's, it's you know, it's a very deep topic. Uh, I'm not expecting to find a solution just through a conversation, but I'm, I'm curious to continuously give that an ear and go a bit deeper. I think and it's Nicolette, a very yeah. important subject, by the way. It's very important yeah. for our world right now, but obviously we need to stop creating this kind of materials and, and products that can't be reused, can't be recycled. You know, we need to think more creatively about that. Exactly. Yeah. 100% with you. I have one last question for you, Nicoletta. I loved our conversation so much. And this is the conversation, the, the question that, really um you know triggered me to start this podcast a few years ago and it has to do with your vision for earth your dream for the planet your dream for our species and as a context i'd love to zoom out for seven generations so you know seeing ourselves as ancestors for future generations what is your what is your dream for this planet and our species that you know that that lives in your soul that lives in your heart well, um, number one, I would love to see us living in a much more wilder environment. And when I mean wild, I mean like to have more wild nature accessible. 
to our cities and to use our technology to help with that, you know? So I, I do think technology is really important. And um, I'd love to see, um, and this is a vision I'm actually working on, on a campaign linked up to cities, cities coming together, working more effectively together to look after the environments nearby. So, um, so then we have access to this nature close to cities. And um, this uh, illusion of separation, you know, I'd I love to see us waking up to, to the knowing and the feeling of the fact that we are not separate. And um, we are not just separate from each other, but we're not separate from nature. This, this feeling of wholeness, feeling um, that we're not on our own, and it is always uh, so many things accessible to us to help us find solutions and way forward, you know. And I do believe that we live in a society that, yes, there is a lot of fear, there is a lot of separations, but there's a lot of people waking up and there's a lot of people that want to help. And um, I would just like to see this, this more, you know, love, love and unity, obviously. I, I, I love that whole, it's really simple. Um, and there's a lot of people that, that, have, that have this within them. So yes, beautiful nature, cities coming together, being there for each other. And as a legacy and as an ancestor and an, as an elder, as I see myself in the future, um, the work I'm doing right now, it's really, I feel in my heart is the best I can do. And that is to help nature regenerate and to protect these beautiful environments and also to keep the hope and the inspiration alive in the young ones hearts and people that feel frozen and paralyzed within the situation of the environment that's happening now um, so the more you spread love the more you spread inspiration and hope the more people come together and the more are capable and able to look after the nature and to find solutions. So um, yeah, that is really what I'm, I'm, I would like to, to do till the day I die. And uh, hopefully whatever's gonna happen after me, my son will like to continue with this. And um, he's a big part of this project as well. Beautiful, thank you so much for that answer. I, I'm always curious to hear what's, you know, what's in people's you know, beyond people's kind of mind personality complex in people's soul, in people's hearts. Thank you so much for your time, Nicoletta. Thank you for all the answers. Um, I'll make sure to, you know, um, link out Forests Without Frontiers and make sure people can find it. Is there anything else you'd love to share? Anything else you'd love to, to point at at the end of our episode? Yes, I would just, I just realized we have a fundraising campaign going on right now and it's our autumn plantation campaign. So you can go to our page and um, help us plant 25,000 trees this autumn. And um, yes, just spread, spread a campaign, um, listen to the music. There's lots of mixes I've put up, linked up to Forest of Frontiers and the sounds of different parts of nature and musicians from all around the world. If you like to move your body and open your hearts, put music on. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Just keep the inspiration and the hope alive and plant as many trees as you can. Thank you, Nicoletta. Thank you.
I hope you truly enjoyed this one. You took some insights away, something you can apply for your own life or something you want to share with a friend. If you truly enjoy Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, the episodes I make and the guests and interview partners I feature, make sure to subscribe, leave a review on the podcast on 